Hey, Muggs, you ready? Hold on. Let me take another hit of my vape. Oh. Okay, now I'm ready. All right. Yeah. Who wants to get janky? Oh. It's Janky Town. We're getting janky. Oh. It's Janky Town. Time to get janky. It's Janky Town. We're getting janky. Oh. It's Janky Town. It's time to jank around. Dave, beer mug, and all our janky janksters. Uh, it's janky town. It's getting janky. On janky town. Jank, jank, janky. Uh, On janky town. Yeah. I just sharted. Now, Dave, I have a question. Yeah, what's that, Muggs? So... I, I see what you did there. You, we kind of just went right into the intro, which which is good, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think I, I think we should do a little bit of pre-talk before we hit the intro, like like good old times, right? The good old times? Yeah, I thought we'd just change it up, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I kind of like starting off with a little bang, right, rather than us just jibber-jabbering about nothing, you know, uh, prior, you know. But jibber-jabba, jibber-jabba <laughs> is fun. Yes, jibber jabbering is fun, but I like to get the, the the theme out of the way so so people know who they're listening to. It's Janky Town. We don't come but, around. Know, I think people. I know, but I think people already know who they're kind of listening to. They they know that I'm me and you're you, beer mug and Dave. Mm-hmm. And I think you know we. I think we still got to work into the intro a little bit. I, I I like that process. I think it's. I think it feels too rushed if you if you play it right off the bat. It just that that's just me. I think it, it, it's comforting to to our janksters and and me more importantly that we just kind of we lead into it, right? Okay, um, I think that sounds like okay. cool because uh, you know I'm I'm all okay. for I'm all for the for the intro first, uh, right? And you're for for jibber jabber. Uh, so right. I think, I think we'll leave it to the janksters. I'll, I'll put up some polls and, uh, yeah, polls. Um, and now, then we'll now see, are all these we'll po- see. Are, are these polls binding? Uh, well, I mean, granted that I'm 50% and you're 50% and, uh, and we're split right now. So we need a tiebreaker, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, yes. I will, I will abide by whatever the janksters say. So if the janksters want to hear okay. some do hear us do some jibber jabber before the the intro, um then then I'll I'll be up for that, but if if they like the the strong start and you know get get them pumped for for us because normally what I would hope is that right after the yeah, I just sharted. That's when you come in, "Hey, it's Beer Mug and Dave and here we are Janky Town episode whatever, blah blah blah." Yeah, um, see I would do that. I yeah, would do yeah. that, but after yeah. A, a nice like dipping your toe in before we even get to that point yeah if, it, if we do it your way it, i just think it feels a little rushed i think it gets the business out of the way and then we could have fun you know and it doesn't it doesn't like i i, I think that that by doing it in the in like the jibber jabbering first and then we're having fun and then we stop for the intro and then do the business and then start again so i'd rather continue the party all episode long you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying no, I, I don't agree, and I don't know what you're saying. So, that being said, I think that right there was a good amount of jibba-jabba, so I think technically 
to make me happy, you can hit the intro now, Dave. All right, let's go. Yeah. Who wants to get janky? Uh, it's Janky Town. We're getting janky. Uh, it's Janky Town. Time to get janky. It's Janky Town. We're getting janky. Uh, it's Janky Town. It's time to jank around. Game. Beer mug and all our janky janksters. Uh, it's Janky Town. It's getting janky. On Janky Town. Jank, jank, janky. Uh, On Janky Town. Yeah. I just sharted. <laughs> yes, welcome to episode, see that feels so much better, welcome to episode 71, I am Beer Mug, right beside me is our main man Dave, the king of Mexico, Yo, and you guys up? of course wouldn't be possible without you janksters, uh, you can get a hold of us on the jank line at 855-JANKY69, we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, which Dave does a very good job at, at JankyTown69, do I? You're gonna sing? <laughs> Twitter, yeah, Twitter, I think you do, Dave. Twitter, maybe like Twitter is like like a little more active, but Instagram, boy, okay. that is dead. Like, <laughs> man, I is I, it really? I don't want it to be dead, but it's like deader than dead, dude. Like, like I I post from time to time, like one thing at a time. There's no consistency, right? Like, there's no pictures okay. of us. There's nothing. There's no pictures of nothing we talk about. It's just it's just like. <laughs> Oh, cool. We do have an Instagram, though, and it's at JankyTown69. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's mods. We got to do a better job of that. Remember how we used to give you shit for not responding to people? Right. Yeah. Like, I need to give myself shit and for not doing it, you know? And it, by the way, <laughs> so by we'll the get, way, I we'll get to that. I am. I am. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm clean out on all my messages. I have responded to everybody who's responded to me. Fantastic. Even, uh, new even new people that are trying to get a hold of me. Uh, speaking of getting a hold of, I've told you all the places you can find us. Uh, also at jankytown69 at gmail.com. You can email us. We are a free podcast. For many of those who listen for free, you're welcome. We also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash jankytown. Our tiers start as low as $2. That's the Muggos tier. That's, that's yeah. the lowest one. And we have a $5 one, which is the next one up. And that gives you a little bit more on a Patreon level. It gives you access to a little bit more uh, exclusivity, as they say. And then the $25 level is that's just out of hand. You pretty much can, like, come close, like, in close contact with us without a mask. I mean, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane what you get with the $25 tier. Am I right, Dave? Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, uh, next episode... We're going to have someone, a jankster, a $25 tier jankster co-host with us. And that's one of the See? one of the perks is, you know, you get a chance to co-host with us in janky town and be our Fantastic. third co-host, man. So I, I think that'll be fun because you're also included in the planning. You're in, you bring in your own stories, you know. You have ideas that you want to pitch to us? Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, like, let's have some fun. Let's do it all. And it's all at Patreon. So you can check it out at patreon.com slash janky town. That's word. right. As the guy in the intro says, it's it's Dave, Beer Mug, and all the janky janksters. That's, Mugs, that's why we need you. Mugs, um, a lot of positive feedback on the Tim 
the hot sauce Tim slash beer mug intro. Um, really? Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, yeah. Got got a lot of like uh, uh, you know, it's a good way to jolt. It's a good jolt, to, you know, into the system. Like it gets people ready to listen to us jibber jabber. Um, but you know, I I. I still want the the what up mugs and what up Dave version, the like, fifty cent one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I still want that one. So, are you? What's well, the, what's the update could, on that, we, man? Well, okay. So, I we did the we did the the Tim intro last week. We debuted it, and this is our second time playing it. It's funny because Tim heard it uh, as the episode was was released, and he was like live uh, messaging me, and he says it's awesome, but he wants to remix it. And so I'm going to send him, I still have to send him just my, the raw vocals because he's going to remix it on his end because a true producer mixes the vocals and the music within the same sort of machinery. It's very technical what I'm talking yeah, about right now. Yeah, I mean. I did it on my own. I, I, I essentially took the track and, and mixed it on my own processor and everything with my vocals. But Tim wants to take it to the Tim lab, sprinkle some <laughs> hot sauce on it. He's gonna make it. He's gonna make it that much better. So maybe this week I'll send him that, and then for episode seventy-two, which will be next week, we'll we'll bring back the uh, the fifty cent janky town intro. How's that? Until it gets liquid, uh, the liquid cartoon remix, right? Or just mix, I guess. Ooh, <laughs> right? yeah, I like that. I like that. So, Dave, uh, we start out each episode kind of by going uh, going over our week. Well, Anything happen in our personal lives that we could share with our janksters that would maybe uh, inspire them or be a good warning to how not to live your life? Yeah, well, uh, I, week? I guess I, I yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll tell you. Um, you know, it was another busy week of of work, right? And uh, getting out of of uh, my COVID isolation, um, I thought I I started feeling like I lost. A couple of LBs, right? Like I, I felt like I, I lost weight because I just sat there drinking, you know, greens and fluids and and a lot of water and and not really eating, um, you know, and especially not eating bad stuff because I was just stuck in my room. And so yeah. for all of last week, though, I felt great. And then it got to the weekend, and I, mm-hmm. I just decided, you know what? I miss things. I'm just gonna eat everything. I went to Shake Shack. I had me some truffle double burgers with truffle fries. Ooh. Have you had that? Oh my god, it was so good. Dude. I've never uh, had the truffle fries at Shake Shack. Oh, I use it, yeah. I mean, it's actual truffle. I mean, it's actual. Oh, oh yeah, truffle is very rich. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it, it dude, add that with a double truffle burger. It's a lot of truffle in your mouth, uh, but it has the cheese on top. <laughs> oh, so good, dude. Like, so yeah, that's that. Ice cream, just shoving ice cream down my throat, and now I'm feeling fat again, dude. <laughs> like, of course, you know when just from that one meal, just, just from that no, no, one just from meal. the weekend, the weekend of, of meals. I had pizza, I had nice. everything. I, I, I was gorging, man. I was going for it. Like, I was like, oh, I miss this. I enjoy this. Yum. But now I'm feeling fat again, man. And and uh, I I I want to work out. Like, I haven't worked out since the beginning of the year. You know, when we're recording this, it's the 21st of January. I have not worked out once. I have not sweat, nothing, nothing Good physical, uh, just, just a blob, just a blob there, you know, uh, being a sick blob. And I, I need to do something. And I, I thought I would throw it out to you, right? Like mugs. Okay. So I know this guy 
who does personal boxing lessons. And it's not like boxing Ooh. lessons like, hey, let's I'm going to teach you how to box and, and fight somebody. It's a workout boxing Sweet. class, essentially. Sweet. Right? We'll go fight Logan and Jake Paul when we go to this guy, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I don't think uh, – uh, listen – I, I'm confident in my hands, but they're they're pretty hefty dudes, and uh, I don't think I'll, I'll last very long because my conditioning is terrible. But I, I was thinking, like Mugs, if I get this guy, would you come and work out with me? Where is it? Where? How far? It'll, it'll be at my house. Here? It'll be at my house. Okay, so uh, I probably would be interested in coming to about one, two, or two, and. Um, then I'd get over the drive, and then I'd just probably <laughs> not come anymore. But I do like boxing as a workout. It's a very, very good one. I know, but isn't so it fun? I might Mugs? consider like, it, Dave. Like, like, think about how much fun we could have and the content we could get of of you and I being these little tubby dudes just boxing and hitting mitts and, and pads and stuff like that. And and he has all the equipment. So, like, Speak he- for yourself. I'm a big tubby dude, by the way. <laughs> We're, we're okay. I guess both of us are big tubby dudes. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that would be fun and that would be motivating for me, you know, like and 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 wouldn't you want to help me out? Wouldn't you want to help your pal Dave out? Like come and, and work out with me and be motivated. That's not the normal like, you know, Apple workouts or Peloton workouts where you're doing hit hit exercises. I want to be active and and do stuff like that. And, and if, if I had a partner that would that would come and, and, and work out with me, I think we could both benefit from that. We both get motivated. And you know what? It wouldn't always have to be at my place. We could go to your place or we could go to a, a, a mutual uh, like a, a park halfway and and do it in front of everybody. You know, like I will loosely consider it, Dave. I'm, I, I'm honest. I, I, I'll loosely consider that because I stopped working out two months ago and yeah. I'm losing my muscles and I need to do something about it. So I will I will consider it. Because look, I think janky town, a, t- a, a chubby janky town is good, but a fit, skinny janky town will be better. We won't be out of breath as yeah. much. And we could talk a little more. Do you remember the time, Dave, <laughs> that we – remember the time we did a uh, – we met up with Mike at his Muay Thai gym and we did a Muay Thai workout? Yes, I do. That was one of the hardest workouts. I was, I was in pain. It on, was – I think they're – it was bad. It was it was, bad. It was tough, it was. man. Yeah. But here's the funny thing though is, you know, you know how you're an athletic <clears throat> guy, right? And I'm an athletic guy. Like we we could do things, yeah. right? Kicking yeah. is one thing I learned I cannot do. Like you're yeah, we learned like, it in that that video, yeah. Like, like Mike's hitting the the, the bags and, and kicking it, you know. You're you did a pretty good job kicking as well. And then you go to me and I'm like, man, there's no snap or nothing. I don't even know how to turn. I'm off balance. I'm falling over. My fat ass is just on the floor because I can't kick. I can't. The guy's like, kick up here. I'm like, I can't, bro. Like, come on. So like, I was like, yeah, oh, this is pretty pathetic. And, and then like they're snapping the bags and like whack. Like you see. Joe Rogan kicking those heavy bags like like oh, dude well, oh yeah but that's Joe Rogan I mean there's some MMA guys that can't kick as hard as Joe Rogan that's insane how Joe Rogan kicks like that we'll never get like that by the way yeah but uh yeah that was fun boxing I'll, I'll consider it Dave I I, I will I will All um right. you know yeah. what I didn't do this week uh workout consider even working out I didn't even <laughs> consider it really um in fact, what I did do is I worked 
on my mental toughness. Wait, Are you familiar with mental toughness, Dave? You worked on your own personal mental toughness. My mental toughness, my mental health. I know uh, Dr. Uh, Liptak, Rachel, would uh, be very proud of me. She's a jankster, and she would be very proud. Wait, uh, wait, what did you do? Bettering myself. Well, I can't really get into the specifics of what's really going on in my life right now, but it all kind of started uh, right around Christmas. Uh, it, it was just a lot of, you know, it's those life handing you lemons kind of thing. Yeah, and especially during that season, it hits extra hard. You know, like it hits extra hard, right? And instead of you know sitting there and sulking and letting depression take over my entire psyche. I try to analyze things for what they were. I I try to see, okay, wh- why did it end up this way? Analyze the reasons and how I got to the point that I got to. And Muggs, real quick, for the Jenkses that for the yeah. that don't know, you have and you've yes. been open about this. You have been battling like not severe depression, but you've been depressed from from time to time, correct? Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely, and not severe. We're like suicidal, but. Uh, let me tell you something. When you have these days that the depression's really deep, 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 you start thinking dark things, right? Mm. So, yeah, it's these last three, four months for me. I mean, a lot of the janks is kind of, I mean, noticed that I wouldn't be on a lot of podcasts or this, that, and the next thing because I just, my, I didn't have, I didn't have any sort of motivation to do anything really. And that's, that's a result of the depression. Yeah. So it kind of like came to a head right right before Christmas and I there was I was sitting there and I was like there's no way I can get into a deeper deeper place now. I mean, it's almost comical at this point of what's happening, right? But also kind of like a wake wake up call, right? So yeah. you got to you got to figure out how you got to the point and and, and why what caused it. But I just want to let you know and I want to let the Jenkses know that I've started to formulate things that would help me analyze it from an outsider's perspective. I step outside myself. I look at what happened. And look, I'm not perfect, but also I realize there's also things that are out of my control. I, I, I tried my best at certain things, and they didn't work out. Some of it was communication based, bad communication. Um, others were just the time and the place and the circumstance. So, and what I've been through up to that point that, that caused it. So I'm better now. I'm good. I'm working on it. I just don't, I'm, I, I'm seeing a therapist and I don't want to, um, get to the points where I'm just stuck because that, that is the worst. And if for anybody out there that feels stuck, they feel like, cause I felt, I felt that right before Christmas. I just felt like that was it. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as what was going on in my life, I mean, there, there is help. Number one, number two, there's always you'll you'll never, you'll never stay stuck if you want to look past it. If you want to, if you want to stay stuck, and and it, it, I, it not, I don't want to sound petty, but if you want to stay stuck, you're gonna do it, right? You're just, it's not I mean, gonna. It's, but, I don't think you. It, I, listen, I don't, I don't have 
you know depression but i don't think it's more it's as easy as if you want to stay stuck you you're not gonna you're just gonna stay there because you want to i think that's what the disease no. does to you it just breaks you down it and, does man and it gives you it's, no hope it's hard. right like it's hard man and i'm i'm really even kind of like i i'm not even really qualified to explain mental health but i just know that what i was going through this entire what everybody's been going through this the, the pandemic i mean since 2020 yeah. and yeah. in my personal life uh the world world occur you know our our country you know the divided states of america everything has weighed on me and you can only can control things in your immediate site you can't yeah. control outside things and even if you can't control the things that are in front of you that that happens and you need to um you need to find a way to move on because life goes on right life does indeed go on my friend i feel uh i feel that I got serious right there <laughs> was... hey look dude that's you man like everyone who knows you knows how you're an emotional person right and what do you, you... mean i'm not emotional <laughs> But listen, I'd rather take this mug who's self-reflecting and and looking at himself than the angry mugs or are the flaky mugs or you know the mugs that just doesn't care. You know, even if if you are right. sad and you know why you're sad, but you're still sad, that's I think if you recognize it, that's better than than lashing out at people or just blowing things off or or you know getting into bad habits. But mugs, I'm very happy that that you're uh, getting help for stuff and i'm sure over time you'll you'll be okay thank you sir thank you you know what else we need help on dave what's that saying you know <laughs> i mean we've already done it i think about 10 times this episode i i heard i heard myself say it twice and then mm -hmm. you came in right after i did uh, yep. last episode you brought us a, a piece of audio of you and i mainly me saying you know so many times and I suggested we should do every time we say the words, you know, we should put it into it. Excluding a, that one. Excluding that one. Yeah. And put a dollar into a crutch jar, like, you know, like a curse jar. Right. But instead, it's our crutch, our right. crutch jar. And, and mm -hmm. we thought it was a good idea. But like, really, none of us are going to go back and listen to it every episode to listen for the words, you know. But this is where our man... Todd comes in. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Dave. Hello, Beer Mug. This is Todd. I'm the one that messaged Dave on Twitter regarding keeping tally of your guys' crutch words to fill up that jar for those beer tabs that you guys are going to do for the next meetup. So anyways, um, after you guys decided to start doing that, I kept track from that point on for the rest of the episode. And yeah, Dave, you said it seven more times, not six like Beer Mug thought. But then I also caught him saying it three more times. So the total for that episode after you guys decided to start doing this is 10 So there's $10 in the jar. I'll keep track of this every week and keep you guys posted on the jank line. And that way you guys will know how much money you guys are making. Anyways, this is Tally Man Todd out. See ya. Tally Man Todd. Wow, Tally Man Todd. I mean, he is a godsend because I w there was no way I would be able to keep <laughs> tracks of our you knows during an episode there's no way i could have done it without tallyman todd what a godsend he is dude 10 times we did it right after we talked about it and said no we're not going to do yeah. this anymore we're going to be conscious of it uh -uh. 
Me, yeah. seven, nope. you, three. So let's add those dollars to the crutch jar. All right. Cha-ching, cha-ching, and I think it's only cha-ching. fair. <laughs> I think it's only fair. You know, I said, I believe the last episode, I said that and all the proceeds in the, in the crutch jar would go to like our next meetup. But I think it's only fair if Tallyman Todd gets, we have to pay him for his work, right? So he has to get... A little something, a little percentage. We'll, we'll cut him off a little something out of that jar, right? God, no. Right, no. He, <laughs> he gets a beer if he comes hanging out with us. That's what he gets. Dude, this is for all the janksters. All, right. all the janksters that have to put up with us going, yeah, man, you know, you know, you know, right. you know. That's what it's for. Todd, listen, there's this thing called volunteering mugs where you give okay. your time for a cause. This is to- uh, Tallyman Todd's cause. He wants to wow. keep track of us and be a part of the Janky Town podcast. So here you go. We are going to accept his volunteering, and he's going to keep track for us. And then let's see. The next meetup, we'll see how much money we're going to have in the pot and see how many drinks we could buy with, you know. Well, for, for Tatman Todd's generosity, I see a Chipotle gift card in his future. Shit, I'll, I'll keep count for a Chipotle gift card. <laughs> Guacamole is expensive, bro. No, you won't. It's not possible. We can't keep count, Dave. There's no way you and I can keep count while doing an episode. It's impossible. There's, it's impossible. Yes, because that, we don't even know when we say it. That's true. That's true. Hey, Muggs, what's the longest you've ever waited for something? And I'm talking about anything, you know. Well, you know, I waited anything. about an hour and ten minutes last night for my poop to come out. Um <laughs> Really? That long? You're not oh, talking yeah, about problems, that. dude. Yeah, it was a bad one. No, I'm I talking about like Del Taco when I was back up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about waiting in line. Like in lines. Like, you know, you're at Comic Con right. or you're line. trying to meet someone. You're trying to get an autograph from a person. You're trying to get a collectible. You know, uh what what's the longest you ever waited? I I don't think I can remember I think maybe a concert, uh, to get indoors to a show, maybe two hours. Nothing longer than that. I've waited in line for a ride at a theme park longer than two hours. So, but I'd never, I never kept track. I don't know. I, I know one time my, my parents, when I was 11, we went to go to the Rose Parade. Yeah. And my parents bought tickets. For some reason, they thought they had to be there hours before the Rose Parade, even with tickets. So we camped out in a parking garage in, in my parents' Jeep, Jeep Cherokee. <laughs> And we're all three of us shoved in the back sleeping. And it was the most uncomfortable thing that I've ever had to wait for. It was like 30 degrees. I was, I think like I couldn't sleep and I was like kicking in my sleep. And I think I like kicked my mom. It was the worst. <laughs> okay. It, it turned so, out that we didn't even, it turned out we didn't even need to wait because we had tickets. Why did we even do that? It was stupid. <laughs> you waited for nothing. How about waiting? Seven hours to get a popcorn bucket at Disney World. People, Seven hours? Yes. Now, what is this What is this dragon-shaped popcorn bucket do? Does it do Yes. It do well, hold specific? on. Listen, here, here's, here's what people were waiting for. People were waiting for the figment uh, popcorn bucket modeled after a character from Epcot's various uh, iterations of the Journey into Imagination ride. And it was filled with rainbow-colored popcorn, and it's shaped like the dragon. It was twenty-five dollars 
at the Pop Eats booth in Epcot. Now, when I saw this, I, I was like, hey, look, I love Disney. Like, where? what is that? Because I've never been to Epcot. So I had no idea what it was. But people were waiting in line for seven hours to buy this bucket. Now, they wouldn't just buy one. They wouldn't just buy two or three. They would buy six or seven and because there was no limit and then people would resell them. They're on eBay and guess how much they were selling for on eBay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say $500. Close. $200. What? $200 for these stupid popcorn buckets. Like With like, the popcorn look, in it? No, no popcorn included in the in the resale. But I mean, look oh, it. It's ridiculous. a cool looking bucket, but seven hours for two hundred dollars. I don't even know if that's worth it. And now is this figment thing? I, I remember it kind of as a kid, but that was more of an Epcot. Is it still that popular to like, or did, is it something they brought back? Is it like a throwback? I I don't know. It's uh it's a new bucket. That's all I know. I don't I know nothing of Figment. I I've never heard That's of ridiculous. them until this story. So if anyone has any further information on Figment, let me know. But man, seven hours for a bucket for a twenty five dollar popcorn bucket, and I bet the popcorn no. was shitty. I bet it wasn't even good popcorn. No, because it's like the pre made like candied popcorn, right? <laughs> Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, that's I, terrible. You, you know, I don't know because at Disneyland, they're making the popcorn there. So they get you your oh, bucket yeah, right. with popcorn. So maybe they just maybe they it's just make good. it there. It's, it's popcorn from Disney. It That means it's good. But no, I would not wait in line for that or anything for seven hours unless it was like a car. It had to be it would have had to be more than twenty five dollar value. And I would have to be able to flip it for more than $200 to wait in line for seven hours. I know. It's crazy. You know what's crazier, Dave? What's that? The fact that right now on episode 71 of the Janky Town podcast that we are bringing back a legendary segment. <laughs> yes, many of our listeners from the Kevin and Bean Times on K-Rock will enjoy this. It is, Dave. You ready? Yes, sir. Cheers with beer mug. Yay! Beer mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you? What do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow. Yes, Dave. Cheers with Beer Mug is back right now, and it is a segment that started on the Kevin and Bean show, uh, produced uh, intro-wise by none other than Omar Khan and Mike Catherwood on vocals. I love that intro so much. Mm-hmm. Um it is where I go to my local watering hole, Dave, of O'Grady's. All our janksters met up when we had our meetup. Yeah. And I interview some of the wildest, the wackiest, the drunkest people in the San Fernando Valley at O'Grady's. And this past week, of course, was Betty White's 100th birthday. Now, I asked people there what, if any, they would like to wish Betty White for her 100th birthday, hoping that some of the people would not even know she was dead. So let's find out 
what the people of O'Grady's had to say. I'm here with JR. JR, I don't know if you knew or not, but it's Betty White's 100th birthday on Monday, so I want to ask you if you want to send her any well wishes. Well, God bless it. You live this long, and uh, hope you have a happy birthday. You know, I hope to see it on TV. That'd be great. So it's uh, Betty White's 100th birthday coming up this Monday. Do you have any wishes for Miss Betty as she will turn a centuries year old? I wish her the best, and I think she will be with us forever. She's a beautiful lady. Gorgeous. Thank you. No mugs. Did, did you record this after she has passed or prior to? This was about three weeks after she passed away. <laughs> so those first two guys, I don't think they might not have uh, TVs. They might not get newspapers. But they, I'm pretty sure, did not know she had passed on. Oh, my God. All right, let's continue. Is there anything you would like to wish Betty White as she turns 100 in four days? She's not going to turn 100. Okay, I don't know what the f*** is wrong with America today, but Betty White cannot turn 100 in four days. She's f***. Dead. She's dead. She's dead. A dead person, a dead person can't turn another age if they're dead. I'm here with Sherry. Sherry, is there anything you would like to wish Betty White as she turns 100 in four days? I hope she gets wiener. She needs to get laid. She needs to go out with a bang. She needs to have an orgasm before she hits 100. She will die happy. I'm here with Barbara. Barbara, I don't know if you're aware or not, but Betty White turns 100 years old four days from now. Is there anything you would like to wish Miss Betty White on her 100th birthday? Uh, I, you know, I, I wish I could, but she is um, gone now. Uh, on a trip? She, uh, well, how do I put this lightly? She died. No, that's got to be a different Betty White, right? Uh, there is no other Betty White other than Betty White. I mean, you know, the every golden girl, and then that is it. It's, there's no other Betty White. No, she died. She's gone. God, I got to get out more. Uh, I mean, no, it's actually better than uh, for not knowing. I wish I didn't know either. <laughs> you know, I really, I really do. I wish I didn't know. If I could give her a wish, um, dead or not, it would be to continue living. Sir, can I ask you a question? I guess. Um, is there anything you would like to wish Betty White as she turns 100 in four days? Are you serious? <laughs> so there you have it. The patrons of O'Grady's, some of them were in the dark and some of them were on their current events, but either way, there's Cheers with Beer Mug, the first ever on episode 71 of Janky Town. He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Well, how, how, uh, wow. Well, that was sure fun. Uh, this should be good too, Dave. We have a little uh, pop culture vulture. Yeah. Do we have a intro for this? I don't know. You tell me, sir. <laughs> That's uh, we should discuss this before we start recording. <laughs> but uh, we, yeah, these are the things we should kind of take care of before we. Hit record yes you're right yeah but okay so here's the segment this segment is where i talk about things that are happening in pop culture right like so much goes on during the week that i am going to talk a little bit about it and we are just going to move did you hear betty white died (laughs) apparently some people didn't know that but you know what speaking of death mugs two people have passed away 
recently. And the first one being Louis Anderson, great comedian. Yeah. You know, uh, we've had him on the Kevin and Bean show a couple of times, and he was just the nicest man. It was announced that he died from complications of cancer. Remember when Stryker was uh, was filling in for Bean on the Kevin and Bean show, and he yes. couldn't get enough of Louis Anderson when he was on the diving show with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The celebrity high dive. The celebrity high diving. And Louis talked about that so often, about how much fun he was having on that and and uh, how he would make fun of himself because of how terrible of a diver he was. But Louis was a good guy. So Do you want to hear the funniest, my funniest story that involves Louis Anderson, but not really? Sure. So... One of the episodes of Family Guy, it was an episode, I think the title was, I don't know, there there was a character called Big Fat Polly, who's like an <laughs> Italian guy. Yeah. And Peter, and Peter like gets out of a limo and he's trying to look for Big Fat Polly. So he's like, people are walking by, like a lady walks by, he's like, are you Big Fat Polly? And then like, she's like, no. And then another guy walks by and goes, are you Big Fat Polly? And they're like, no. And then like... <laughs> You don't see off camera, but he turns. He goes, "Are you Big Fat Polly?" And it turns, and it's Louis Anderson. He's like, "I'm Louis Anderson." <laughs> <laughs> was it really Louis though? That was, no, no. It, I think oh. it was like a voice actor. Are you sure it wasn't Ralph? Like, <laughs> was it Ralph Garman? <laughs> it could have been Ralph. It could have been Ralph. But uh, no, that's that's my story involving Louis Anderson, but not really. Another celebrity who passed away was Meatloaf. I would do anything for love, love, but I won't won't do that. That That song, that song is like nine minutes. Have you ever heard the original? No. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever listened to Meatloaf in my life. So, you know, other than that song, you know, but. It feel like the, like the extended version is just too long. I, I, it's like. I heard it on the radio. They played it, and it. I thought it was on repeat. That's how long it is. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll tell you. Let's see how long. Let's see how long. Seven minutes and thirty nine seconds. Oh, that's is, not bad. Come uh, on. And it, I mean, I didn't realize it was. If I do anything for love was seven minutes and thirty nine seconds. But isn't it this big Amazing. opera song? Like it's it's his big. It is just it's, huge momentous song. That's yes. his. His, but I can't think of the word. It is. That, yeah. It's an opus. But yes. But he sure does repeat the chorus a lot. Uh, <laughs> a lot. And he speeds I it up, right? I thought it was right? a repeat. And that's why they probably made a three and a half minute radio edit of it because they're like, yeah, we can't play seven minutes and 30 seconds of, and I would do anything for love. Great song, though. Great song. Yeah. Meatloaf, great guy, great actor, right, Dave? Oh, uh, Fight Club, right? What was his name? Yeah, Robert Paulson, bitch tits, Bob. <laughs> his name was Robert Paulson, that's right. His yes, name uh, is Robert Paulson. Yeah, there was no official cause of Meatloaf's death, but TMZ is saying there was COVID and that he was an anti-vaxxer and all this stuff. You sure his meatloaf wasn't undercooked? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. You so, got a fly on your head. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I, all I, right, I, I needed that. Mugs, imagine you're walking down the beach in Costa Rica, 
and you hear some familiar tunes and this guy's set up with a little generator, a little laptop and some speakers. And that guy is Diplo. One of the biggest oh. DJs in the world is playing. He came across this guy playing one of his songs and he stepped in and said, hey, can I play some music? People spread the word. Everybody started showing up and Diplo played a seven hour set on a beach wow, for of free. Costa Rica for free. So, so that's, that's got to be one of those weird experiences where you're just like, what the hell is happening here? Seven hours. Now, would you w- sit and watch Diplo for seven hours? I, I love him, but I probably wouldn't. If I, I mean, if I didn't have anything to do for seven hours, I'm sure I would. But if I, you know, was on my vacation and I had plans, I'd probably catch him for maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, right? Last week we talked about Coachella and how Rage uh, dropped out. And part of my concern was the fact that, you know, oh no, what about their tour? And my fear is kind of coming true. Rage has postponed Uh the first half of their tour. So they were supposed to start March 31st in El Paso, Texas, right? No, that's all postponed. The first half of the tour. So now they're going to start on July 9th in East Troy, Wisconsin. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, man. The whole tour you're saying is going to be canceled? Yeah, Run the Jewels, uh, Rage Against the Machine, the public service announcement tour. I don't think it's going to happen, dude. I think they're just going to keep postponing and postponing and postponing until this is done. I don't think they're going to go out there and play. I'm just bummed because now there's no L.A. dates on on the books. There's nothing. And now they're not even going to go play, you know, first half. And I think the second half is going to get canceled. Also, in last episode, Mugs, we talked about how excited everyone was for the Coachella announcement, right? The Coachella lineup was excited. When I say that people were excited for a new concert that was released this week, the When We Were Young Festival, my God, I have never seen so much across the social media platform, so much positive feedback, and that is not sarcasm. This Everybody I know was excited for this lineup. And who's on this lineup? Hot Topic must be excited. Dude, Hot Topic. Oh, my God. Yes, it's this is emo heaven, you know. First of all, AFI. You got AFI, right? That's pretty good. The Used, mm-hmm. Bring Me the Horizon, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional, Avril Lavigne, Thursday, All-American Rejects, Mayday Parade, The Main, Bright Eyes, Jimmy Eat World, My Chemical Romance, and they're all opening up for what? the greatest band in the world, Paramore. Now, there's so much more awesome bands that are playing, too. There's 65 bands, Mugs. 65 bands for the When We Were Young one uh, day? Festival. One day, Saturday, October 22nd at the Las Vegas uh, Festival Grounds. Pre-sale tickets are on sale now. And how much do you think 65 bands in 11 hours is going to cost you? $29.99. Ooh, just a little bit higher, Mugs. A little bit higher. $31.99. <laughs> no. If you want a general mission at Tier 1, it starts at $224. And if you want to get crazy and get VIP, you can start at $500. Now, Mugs, here's where Is that I... all? Yes. Here's where I think we're going to get into a fire Festival situation. Uh-oh. Are, are, you, are you looking at what their plan is? 
They say they have 65 no. bands on three stages performing from 11 a.m. to midnight. So that's 13 hours for 65 bands. What, are they, everyone going to play like 15, 20 minutes over three stages? And the, the headliners are getting an hour? Is this going to happen? Hmm. Is 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 this uh, is this like a, a bait and switch? Seen, is this going to be a bait and switch it where they're like, means. oh, you know, at the day of or, or the week leading up to it, you know, AFI dropped out or MyCam dropped out or Paramore drops out, you know, and then we're stuck with, you know, the Ro- Royal and the Serpent. What is that the band? Royal and the Serpent or the Royal and the Serpent. Yeah. Or yeah. the Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. They start headlining because everyone's dropping oh, out. those guys. Dude, there's, <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Are you going to try to go? Las not Vegas. for $200, $500. I'm not going to try to go. Yeah. Well, let's see. I got to say, on start, that one. I got to start saving my pennies and I got to stop saying, you know, because I'm going to need my money to go to the <laughs> When We Were Young Festival uh, in Vegas to see Paramore. Well, Dave, when you do go to the When We Were Young Festival in October, hopefully people will still be wearing masks. Do you know why that is? Why, Mugs? For their safety and our safety? No, Dave, of course not. It's because <laughs> a study just came out, which is a, and it, it's pretty, pretty ridiculous if you ask me, but it's a study that says face masks make people look more attractive. Study finds. I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Thank you, Captain Obvious, because you can only see one quarter of their face. <laughs> you don't know what their mouth looks like. You don't know what their teeth look like. You don't know what their nose looks like. You're seeing their eyes. So I didn't need a study to come out and say face masks make people more attractive. That's <laughs> that's just they they paid people at Cardiff University to find this out that both women, men and women, were judged to look better with a face covering. Obscure, obscuring the lower half of their face. Duh! <laughs> I mean, but mugs, like, haven't you walked by a person? You're like, wow, that's an attractive person because, you know, it's like, hmm. Their eyes are more accented. And, like, honestly, mugs, I've never really looked at people's eyes. And, and I'm not just talking about women. Like, even men, you're like, ooh, look, that guy is an attractive feature because of the mask, you know? And, and it's usually, like, does it say what type of mask? Because the surgeon's mask. You know, they uh, they're pretty big and cover the nose and everything and 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 like loose. Um, But the cloth masks are like tight and it it looks like I covered my own mouth like right now. Um, So does it say which (laughs) type of mask like help make people look more attractive? Because I might need to get some new masks. (laughs) Well, in fact, Dave, they said that the participants who were wearing a cloth mask were significantly more attractive than the ones with no masks. And the surgical mask which is just the no- normal disposable one, made the mask wear look even better. So you got to get yourself some surgical masks. That, what? Those make you look the best. Yeah, is it because it make makes you look, you look like best. a doctor? Is, it, is that why? Yes, like, you look official. Yeah. It's amazing. Right on. So, that's, hey, look. That's man, still if you're, a ridiculous study, though. If, if you, Mugs, can you try it out? Can, can you go out and yeah, wear a mask just... and be like, am I more attractive with or without the mask? <laughs> Oh my god, that mugs. would be great. Do it, do it, mugs. Oh my god, that's fantastic. I have to do that. <laughs> that would be amazing. And let's let's do our own janky study to see if more if if we're more attractive with the mask on or mask off. Hey, 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 hey
Muggs, big game last week where the Rams just destroyed the Arizona Cardinals. It, they just dominated them. And it was not even close um, right from the kickoff. And you were there, right? I was at the game, and let me tell you when I say this, that nobody had any idea that that was going to happen. In the first half, the Arizona Cardinals only had minus three yards. Minus three yards in the and first that's total? That has to be a record. That is total in the first half. Minus three yards in the first half, Dave. Is That listen, has to be a new record. Yeah, listen, we all saw the game, and we, like, statistics, who cares? What was it like being in the Rams stadium where it looked like the Rams fans either got a talking to by their friends for selling all their tickets to the, the Niner fans in the previous game? Because that place, SoFi, was rocking, man. It was so loud. What was it like inside the stadium? It was deafening. I mean, it finally sounded like a Rams home game up in that piece. It was amazing, Dave. It was it was so loud. And they interviewed um, uh, the I forgot. He's a, I think he's a corner. For the Rams when he got that pick six. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long yeah, Jr. Yeah. yeah. Right? They interviewed him on NFL radio, and he said that that was the loudest he had ever heard SoFi ever during Dude. the game. Well, it was crazy. It was, it, it was gnarly. But you are a man who likes to make the game a little more interesting. And last week, we asked your friend, Sean McVay, to uh, give us some some gambling tips. So do you want to see how they panned out? Like, let's see what Sean McVay what his predictions were and, and what to gamble on. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one. I think I would take I would take the Rams plus three. I, I, I think, I, I think you know, or maybe minus three. All right. Well, I don't know. Who knows? They're, they're three and a half point favorites. Right. All right. So you say Rams minus three and a half. All right, Rams minus three and a half. Well, that that's a good pick, Muggs. So, yeah, the Rams definitely yeah. covered that three and a half. Sean McVay, in quotes, was yes. one for one. Now, I asked about the over-under. The over-under was, was 45. And let's see what Sean McVay had to, had to say about that. Oh, I think it's, uh, you know, with Kyler Murray on the other side, our crazy, our crazy offense, it's... Each team is going to have at least 24 points. I would take the over. So you took the over 45 points. Do you remember yeah. the score? The final score, if I was not mistaken, was 33-17. Was that it? No, it was 34-11. to 11. 45 right. points. You said take it's the pushed. over. Is it a push so or I do pushed. you lose? No, because it's, it's over push, under, baby. right? Okay, so if you guess over 45 and it's 45, it's a push. If you guess under 45, it's a push. Oh, Anything, yeah. if it hits the exact number that you bet on, it's a push. So, wow. Sean McVay pushed. He pushed on the over under. Sean McVay, yeah. he had a change of heart, which, which is strange. So, let's see what he had to say. Really? I, you know, I could take, I, I said the Rams plus three. What, what I meant to say is I'd take Arizona plus four. 
You know, okay, it's gonna I'm, be close. I'm confused now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused now. You you want to take the Rams or Arizona? You, make no, up no, your no, mind. You take, no, no, no. You take Arizona plus four. That doesn't mean the Rams are gonna lose. That just means we're gonna beat Arizona by you know well, I think no more beat, than four uh, points. They beat them by a little more than. Than four points, Sean. Yeah, uh, Sean so, might have been getting a little carried away right there. Sean got a little <laughs> carried away, but he was correct with his original minus three and a half and over under thirty-five. I mean, he did pretty well. He did pretty good. So, Muggs, let yeah. me ask you this: since yeah. the time this airs, the whole all the NFL playoff games will be over. Who right. is going to be who? Who do you think is going to be battling to go to the Super Bowl? Okay, you ready? Yes, I think. The Bengals are going to upset the Titans. What? Very close score. Absolutely. Have you seen Joe Burrow? Have you seen him? Yes. Have you seen him? Have you okay. seen uh, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry hasn't had played in a game for weeks. He's not game ready, man. It doesn't. He could be training all he wants to be in a real football game. Whole different animal. All He's right. not ready. He's All not right. Ready. So you're saying the upset. So so Cincinnati yes. Bengals over the Tennessee Titans. Yes. All right. Right. And that game right now is only minus three and a half. Very close. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. San Francisco at Green Bay. San Francisco has beat Green Bay in the last three previous playoff games uh, for the NFC division. They're not going to let it happen this time. They're not going to. They're not going to let Jimmy Garoppolo come into their. Lambeau Field and beat him like that, especially when you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's going to be cold, right? In San Francisco, yeah, it gets rainy up there. It gets misty and foggy, but it doesn't get Lambeau Field frozen tundra. Yeah. And like I said, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. All day, all night, Green Bay takes that game. So it's going to be Green Bay and Cincinnati and the NFC Division Championship. No, it's not because yeah. they're Cincinnati's. It's AFC. not because they are not. They are in opposite. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, no, let me. <laughs> that was, you got the Rams at Tampa Bay. Now, everybody's all about the goat. The yeah, goat the this, goat. The goat that he just came on. Uh, he just came out with his own clothing line for Christ's sake. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the problem with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a little guy by the name of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And, and Von Miller. Rams <laughs> I, how can you forget Von Miller? <laughs> the entire Rams defense is going to sack Tom Brady in this game. I'll go, I'll go ahead and say four times. All right. Because if you witnessed... What they did to the Buccaneers in the regular season destroyed them. They got to Tom Brady so quick, so many times. I think they sacked him like five times in that game. Um, and Tampa Bay does not have Chris Godwin, which is Tom Brady's one of Tom Brady's top targets. They're without Leonard Fournette, although they're saying he's possible, but still not game ready. Not going to be the same. And two of Tom Brady's top O-linemen are not playing 100%, and that's the center and I believe the the right guard. They are not up to uh, up to snuff. So I, I'm i going to say the Rams have tremendous momentum after la uh, last week beating the Cardinals, spanking the Cardinals. Listen. They are going to – they're going to put an end to Tampa Bay and his 
in his in his Super Bowl ring, rings collection. Listen, that he I has. know I know Tampa Bay destroyed Philadelphia last week, but if you like right. Philly was putting pressure on on TB, you know, like like uh, right. TB twelve, they were putting some pressure and hitting them like all throughout the game. So I think I think I'm with you on this. The Rams are going to take them out. At least I hope they do. Anyways, all right, Muggs. Yeah, how about good. the big game of the week? The, the 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 one everybody's waiting for the fact that they moved it to prime time let's go what's what's happening in KC this is the hardest one I, I this is the hardest one to pick because you have Josh Allen and you have Patrick Mahomes two insane quarterbacks they both know how to move out of the pocket. Patrick Mahomes a little bit better, but Josh Allen could throw the ball across his body, going upside down. The dude puts his shoulder and takes out linebackers. I mean, he literally drops his shoulder and just takes out linebackers. <laughs> he does. Six, four, I don't even, it's insane. I mean, Mahomes doesn't do that. Mahomes evades linebackers and corners and safeties, but he will not lay his shoulder into him, maybe once in a while. But from what I saw from Josh Allen – in that game where they just destroyed New England. Yeah. New England. Yeah, the Patriots. They destroyed New England. I think with that momentum, I think momentum is key in these playoffs. I think the Bills go ahead and beat Kansas City in Kansas City. It's gonna be it's gonna be Joe Burrow facing off with Josh Allen in the AFC divisional championship. And you have Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship, and then who we'll goes worry to the about Super Bowl? the rest. Who, who goes to the Super Bowl? Don't say that, Dave. Wait, can we say that on our podcast? Or are they going to sue yeah, us? Yeah, they're, they're not going to come after us. And and, and it's editorial, Super Bowl, Super so. Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, editorial. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. I've just never been able to say it. Can we say let's get ready to rumble from Michael Buffer? No, no, don't say that. He was at the game. Oh. <laughs> he 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 was at he was at the, yeah, the Rams game. Yeah. Wait, I can't say let's get ready to rumble. No, not like him. No. Um, you know what was funny when he did when he did that? I said, "Oh look, that guy just made twenty five grand for, for that." That's, Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. What, I was like, the Rams paid him twenty five grand to come out and say, mm, "Right." <laughs> oh, let's get ready to fumble. Well, Muggs, those are some bold picks, man. Um, but no, I, Sean I came Mc, with, oh yeah, Sean McVay had great picks, but I don't know how my picks will do. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. You, do you agree with them? No, um, I think uh, Cincinnati's <laughs> going to get blown out. I agree with Buffalo. I, I think Buffalo momentum is going to take them, so it's going to be Tennessee and Buffalo uh, for the AFC championship. And then for for the NFC, I, I agree with you that I think the Rams are going to have the number of of Tampa Bay, and I think Green Bay coast to the NFC championship. And then it's a it's a rematch of the Rams and the the Packers in Lambeau Field in the cold, which is going to be awesome. I think football is going to be great Ooh. these next couple of weeks. But I did come across these uh, surveys from lineups.com, and I want to see if you could get this right. I want to ask okay. you, this survey is the saddest fans in the NFL, and, and what qualifies saddest fans are NFL fans who are most likely to cry over their team. Can you guess... Oh. 
the top five NFL fan bases that are most likely to cry over their team? All right, my first guess would be because I literally saw a woman crying on TV in Dallas during the Cowboys' loss. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Ding, 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 ding. Number one, Muggs. Number Number one. one. Yes. Wow. All right. I can quit now. Yeah, you can. You got number one. What are the top five? Uh, After that, I would say any Raiders fan because those guys are fanatic. And they take their team. No? No. Number 14. They'll stab. They stab. Right? (laughs) They they stabby stab. Yeah. Number 14, the Raider fans are most likely to cry. All right. Who's your next guess? Next guess, I got to say, just because when he was in New England, anything that would happen to him, they'd always whine about, whether it be talking smack about the greatest of all time or the NFL going after him for deflate gate but i think new england's patriots fans are crybabies number two way to go oh wow yeah so i'm two for three yeah all right wow two more guesses go ahead um i'm gonna go ahead and say they like to call themselves um bang bang niner gang but i like to call them boohoo whiner gang and that's the san francisco (laughs) 49ers fans Number 13, the Niners fans, the Boohoo uh, wow, Niners right fans. Bo- right, right, right above the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. All right, one more uh, guess. Right above the Raiders. Right. Okay, one more guess. Wow. Yeah. Okay, no. NFL fans most likely to cry over their team. You got the Dallas Cowboys, who are number one, and the New England Patriots, yeah. who are number two. All right. I'm gonna. This is a good guess uh, coming up, uh, and it's because I believe that this is the only team in the NFL who is owned by their fans, and that's the Green Bay Packers. Number three, Muggs. Oh, wow. You yeah. got the top three. That's great. That's so, amazing. So number one, you got right, was the Cowboys. Number two, right. the New England Patriots. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. Number four, they'll boo you, but they'll also cry, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles fans. And then number uh, five, the Yinzers. Uh, Pit, the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers fans are the fifth most, the fifth team most likely to cry over their team. Now, who's least likely to cry? The the bottom three, the Los Angeles Rams at number thirty. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're tough. The Chargers at thirty one. Okay. Probably because there aren't many wow. of them, so they couldn't probably find them for the survey. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, the least. Uh, fan base that's least likely to cry the indianapolis colts because i think they just had enough and they don't have anything to cry about now on the flip side on the flip side here's another survey i'll give you five chances again to name the top five most miserable fans in the nfl now these fan bases are miserable they're the most miserable fan bases in the nfl all right uh, my Who's first, your first guess, guess, just yeah. because they can't hold a quarterback for the life of them. They've never really had a starting quarterback up until recently, barely, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Number two. Beautiful. I knew it. I knew it. All right. Um, next one. Next one's got to be <clears throat> just for how terrible they are and the whole controversy they had this year with the coach. Not the Raiders, but I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars are number 10. 
So their fan oh, base, wow. they I guess they're used to it. They're not that well, miserable anymore. Yeah, or, or they just, you know, the, the Florida weather kind of just makes it, makes yeah. you forget about it. Um, all right, so most miserable's got to be Raiders. Raiders are number nine. No. Oh, man. All right, two more guesses. Good at this one. Two more guesses. Most um, miserable fans in the NFL. Uh the New York Jets. New Yorkers get miserable sometimes. And they number, get a little hostile. Number three. Ah, I knew it. So you I got two it. and three. I knew it. And you have one more Fantastic. guess. Fantastic. One, one more, guess. more guess. The most miserable um, fans in the NFL. Uh, most miserable fans in the NFL. Gotta be. Whew, let's go ahead and say the Miami Dolphins. Number 14. Let me give you the Number top four, yeah. five. You had two and three were the Cleveland Browns and Jets. Let me give you the top five right, most miserable fans in the NFL. At number five, they have a jail in their stadium. The Philadelphia Eagle fans. They're the miserable. Eagle fans, of course. Yes. Number four, they're the biggest crybabies in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboy biggest fans. Crybaby. The cowboy, they're, oh, they're, cat, they're miserable and crybabies. And, wow. and crybabies, yes. Number three you got, which was the Jets. Number two, the Cleveland Browns. And then, Muggs, you're going to smack yourself when you realize who's number one. They are the team that most recently went 0-16 and celebrated their their two victories this past season. Uh, of course, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions, Muggs. They have the most miserable fan base in the NFL. Now, where wow. do your Rams stand? Your fan yeah. base are pretty happy. They're at number 28. Good. My Atlanta Falcons yeah, we just... are number 15. Uh. And by the way, we should be way higher because I know we've been miserable for a long time. We went to the Super Bowl and blew yeah. a 28-3 lead. That's, yep. you know, oh. That, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. That well, was bad. I, you know. That was good. That was good. You know, I think Rams fans are happy because we just, you know, we got a new stadium, and uh, I feel bad for your Falcons, dude. Feel bad, <laughs> like, Matt Matty Ice got iced by his team. I know, much. dude. They they just left him hanging out there to dry, man. Well, those are the most miserable fan bases in the NFL, and fans who are most likely to cry over their teams, be crybaby Cowboy fans. Hey, Muggs, when was the last time you went on a date? <laughs> that's funny Dave uh, like 12 years ago yeah well I mean have you ever had a bad date like everybody has a bad date right what's the most extreme thing you would do to get out of a date I would probably fake diarrhea or vomit somehow and say I'm really sick sorry you gotta go well this tiktoker uh, Callie and by the way that's her name Callie uh, <laughs> um, Kelly or Callie Kelly, K-A-L-I. She's a TikToker. Oh. And I came across this story, and I just had to bring it to you. Because here's okay. what Callie did to get out of a date. It was probably the worst fucking day I've ever been on in my life, okay? And to get out of it, because I was like, I need to leave. I cannot spend any more time here. I went to the toilet, got my friend to send me a fake COVID, like, positive test. Like, text. And I changed her name to the NHS. And, um... Then I went down and I was like, from the toilet, and I was like, oh my God, look, you're not going to believe it. I've tested positive. And he was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, I'm going to have to go home. Down. Uh, I'll show you the text that I showed. This is what um, 
I don't know if you can see it because whatever. Basically, just says I'm positive, and then I changed the name to NHS PCR test. <laughs> and then after that, I went to see a club with my friend, and I slept with somebody anyway. I literally went to his, slept with him. I wouldn't even fully sleep with him. I literally slept with him for like probably two minutes, and then I was like, "This is boring," so I was like, "I need to go." Now I'm going out for my birthday. <laughs> Mugs. Wow. This girl so she faked got... a, po a positive COVID test to get out so of a date. So she got out, they, and she was already in that date. To, the, the date was already in progress. Yes, she was having a terrible time. So she had a friend text her that she was positive, and she changed all the information while in the bathroom. And then she came out and showed the guy that he she had a positive test and then went out clubbing and slept with another guy. I gave her an A for effort, but she how can I put it? She she if the guy was smart, he would have been like, wait a minute. Now you're finding out you're positive. Shouldn't you, should have you done that before the date? What's going on here? Like I would have caught on to something. So in that case, she's a genius, but. And the fact of the, you know, doing that to the poor guy, what a bitch, huh? Am I right? Dude, how bad was this date that I, I well, first of all, I mean, clever, look, yeah, I don't know, I don't clever know how bad the to, date was. I, I, clever to, to, to think of this fake positive test because, by the way, you get your results at most random hours of the, of the day. I got results at like 1.30 a.m. once. I got text messages like, your results are ready. I was like, dude, I'm asleep. Like, thanks, man. <laughs> um, but, but, like, dude, she did all this and then went out. I think this chick's a G. She's so cool. <laughs> Cause there's yeah, no I don't harm, know, I don't know there's no harm or foul or anything that she's not, she's not really positive. So it's not like she willingly was positive and went out on a date. She just got out of this guy and the guy, there's no hard feelings, right? Because he's like, Oh damn. Now I got to go get tested because I was around her. So, so maybe not actually, you're right. Maybe not, maybe not cool at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Jankstas episode 71 in the books. I hope you enjoy Dave and I will hopefully be back next week with episode 72. Until then, please gamble responsibly. Am I right, Dave? You know? That's another one in the crutch jar. <laughs>